News, talk, sports. Now, the experts on AM980. Our second of three shows today. Welcome to the experts this hour presented by Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. What's the number one reason people visit a doctor? The common cold. The number two reason? Lower back pain. 80% of adults report low back pain at some point in their lives, and 10 to 15% of all sports-related injuries involve the spine. Low or lower back pain accounts for more lost person hours than any other type of occupational injury and is the most frequent cause of activity limitation in those under the age of 45. Thus, it's important to understand what the spine is, what it does, and most importantly, how we can keep it healthy. Very pleased to welcome back Doug Pooley and Chris Stripe. We're Thank going, you. We're going back to back here today on the show, and we're going to uh, talk about the back and the spine. And you graciously brought in some additional staggering numbers. Low back pain ranked as the leading cause of disability out of 291 conditions studied. It's amazing. And you know, it's not just the fact that it creates disability, but it's a growing problem that nobody seems to have an answer for. And, and we're seeing more and more of it, uh, as you mentioned, in the younger populations. Uh, you know, in the manufacturing years, I uh, used to see a lot of that with work-related injuries. But even now we're seeing it in the teenage populations where it's, you're starting to wonder, why is it happening so early in life? One of the reasons, though, connects so perfectly to the name Peak Mobility Rehabilitation Center is the fact that we are clearly seeing more levels of inactivity. Mm-hmm. I think that there'll be a strong correlation with the individuals who are young experiencing back pain with a sedentary or more sedentary lifestyle versus, you know, the kids that are out playing sports, yeah, they're going to have the shoulder and the knee injuries, but you, you t- typically don't see the back injuries in, in that population. If the kids could just expend the same energy in finding the latest app, to going out for a good run, we'd be a whole lot better off. As oh, absolutely. I mean, Brian, the, the problem with immobility is the fact that it not only does it decondition the body, which we talked about, but what it does is it creates all sorts of muscular imbalances. And these muscular imbalances are a lot of what is contributing to weaknesses that develop into the core. And the core, of course, is the major supporting area for the spine as far as mobility goes. So we're... The more people sit, the greater the deconditioning, the greater the deconditioning, the greater the predisposition of the likelihood of back pain happening. Not surprising to you, but will be to many listeners, that the spine, it, its role is so pivotal, significant to our ability to walk and run and do all of those things, and yet so very tender. Right. And, and when you think, you know, you have the, the control center up in the brain, but then to get anything from that to the rest of the body, it, it goes down through your spine. And so, again, when, when you're looking at individuals who are very immobile, they're what we call them hypomobile, uh, they have restrictions in their joints, which can lead to earlier arthritis or degenerative changes, which again can then cause your impingements and your, your nerve problems. And when you're seeing those types of issues, you know, it's one thing when we see somebody, they come in and they've got a little bit of back pain. Uh, but once you start to see those nerve involvements, uh, that's when it even ramps up on the clinical scale of, okay, this is even more significant. Chris is absolutely right. This is where the issue of disability starts to emerge. As you, as you noted, I mean, 80% of the population will experience some level of back pain. But I think what you're finding now, because of so much of the deconditioning that's happening as a result of our lifestyle, sitting so much, is the fact that 
it's not just the back pain, it's the levels of disability that are starting to rise. Mm -hmm. Disability associated with neurological dysfunction, which is excessive pain as well as a lot of, uh, you know, concurrent restriction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're seeing more and more where the, the person that came in with a simple, oh, I've got a stiff back and some sore type muscles, where they've had that for many years and always just thought, oh, I've got a bad back, but it's it's kind of advanced itself, whereas if it had been a little bit of earlier intervention, they could easily have reversed these advancing uh, difficulties as far as muscle weakness. Uh, you know, they, even when you look at nerve stuff, when they start to lose power, uh, they lose sensory changes, and, and the common person just thinks, oh, that's just part of my back mm-hmm. issue, whereas when we see them, we go, whoa, we could have... Like, let's kind of turn this bus around. We talk about sedentary uh, activity or inactivity, but we can also talk about overworking the back or not properly using the back. And that mm. creates a whole bunch of issues. Well, it does. But, you know, Brian, it's, very, it's an interesting thing. More people rust out in our society than wear out. And for the most part, unless you've got some sort of absolutely unusual activity, for ex- and that happens all the time. For example, you get the weekend warriors who don't do a whole lot of anything during the course of the week and then go out and do all sorts of athletic activities or mm-hmm. sports and expect themselves, their backs to to behave and to complement it, to do the things you want them to do without doing some stretching or conditioning to allow that to happen. Or the people that go out and garden in the spring and then suddenly end up with episodes of lower back pain, upper back pain, shoulder pain, all because of the, but as Chris suggested, it really is directly related to the level of conditioning. So if you're an athlete... And you go out and start to garden. In all likelihood, you may be a little stiff, but you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and my talk often with my, my gardeners is go slow. Uh, you know, they get the one nice day and they want to rake their entire yard and weed all the, the gardens. You know, just kind of break up your yard, break up the activities. Because just like any other thing, going back to a sport when you've been off for a while, you haven't gardened since the fall. And it's been a good six months if you're lucky. And now you're going to go back at it full tilt. No different than the guy that played hockey in, in the spring, he finished up, and then he's going back in the fall. We say the same thing. Don't go out full blast and, you know, try to skate end to end. I mentioned that the back is very tender and the spine is very tender, and we're going to find out more about what is a spinal condition and what are the symptoms and why we need to act now rather than wait and procrastinate. But I mentioned tenderness because I just happened coincidentally to be watching the Detroit News yesterday, and they were reporting on the story of a young person who was in high school at the time who just tried one day to do a backflip. He's now a quadriplegic. Oh, my God. Well, now... That can't happen. Now, that I want everybody to understand that's the exception, not the rule, mm-hmm. you know, but there may be all sorts of underlying predisposing factors that may have resulted in this person ended up being a quadriplegic. Um, Which yeah. wouldn't be widely reported because no. what they were talking about more was about the vehicle that he needs. And if there's, you know, community interest right. in, in funding all that great story because his world has changed. But uh, again, the, we see that, we witness this kind of thing, and mm-hmm. then we go, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, a back injury, uh, definitely, if you had to pick an injury to have, I wouldn't want a, a spinal injury. Uh, and when you're looking at a spinal cord injury, that's almost as severe as you can get to to the spinal column, So, which is, you know, life-changing uh, versus, you know, a, a knee injury that they can scope and, and repair quite easily. Um, the spines, we just aren't there yet in, in surgical procedures. And so they're much more of an enigma when it comes to assessing and then trying to determine a 
treatment plan. So it's better to get into a regimen with a chiropractor, therefore, because you just got finished saying that the, the surgical, because of the, the nerve endings, right? And the nerve, it's just so. Well, it, it, whether it be a you know, chiro or a physio, but the advances that we're making in our fields and the diagnosis and the treatment of various you know, developmental conditions is wonderful. As Chris mentioned, surgery, I don't believe, will ever be the answer simply because of the fact that this stuff is mechanically mobility-oriented. So it's not something that you can readily fix. Even when you scope a knee, what you, you do, and Chris will say the same thing, what you're doing is getting rid of the symptoms. But if you don't do the right stuff to rehabilitate the weakened area and get it strong again, it really is nothing more than a Band-Aid because it's all coming back on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're going to end up with, you know, long-term disability, uh, any type of injury, if if you don't properly either pre- or post-rehab it. And, and again, it, it comes down to that structural support. Like Doug was saying, you know, if, if you have a, a disc issue uh, and it's it's severe enough. And again, this day and age, the surgeons in this area, they're doing surgeries on the people that have significant neurological involvement mm. um, because they, they, first of all, don't have the time to do the minor surgeries. And second of all, the, the evidence is showing that, you know, if they open you up and do surgery, you're going to probably have more problems with this minor issue than you would if, if you just go and rehab it. Next, we'll talk about the spinal conditions and what are the symptoms, and uh, they vary. And I'll also be asking our guests about pain and how is that, how is that measured? How is that uh, determined? How is it described? That's all coming up next on AM980. As we focus on the back, we focus on the spine from the Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Centre. They're helping London live better. They specialize in chiropractic, physiotherapy, acupuncture, massage, concussion and disc therapy, and more. They're at uh, Southdale at Jolna in London, and you can give them a call at 519-850-7321. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. With Brian Athol, very pleased to have from Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center, Doug Pooley, a chiropractor, physiotherapist, Chris Stribe. And uh, we're talking about back pain today, and we're talking about the spine, and the numbers are really staggering. On the downside, daily levels of activity continue to decline. We're not getting out there. We're not getting mobile. We need to do a better job of this, and the musculoskeletal pain is more common now than it was 40 years ago ago, in fact, dramatically, and in a story that was written recently here, talking about musculoskeletal conditions and the second greatest cause of disability, it's explained that disability due to musculoskeletal disorders has increased over 45% from 1990, with neck and back pain, when you combine the two countries in North America, sufferers estimated to total nearly 964 million people. So the four in five, or four out of five, is very realistic and staggering and concerning. Well, it is because it's an interesting thing. We uh, we just may not survive if we don't do something to improve our overall conditioning because what's happening is from an evolutionary standpoint, we were designed and to function, to move. We were always designed to move. Over hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, that's the whole purpose of the human body is to move us from point A to point B to either gather food or to get out of somebody else's way. Mm-hmm. So not become food. That's exactly right. Not become mm-hmm. food. Yeah. So it's changing. Is it true that the most common symptom of an underlining uh, spinal condition is back pain? I would say, you know, if if you're looking at a somebody coming in with a neck or a back issue. Uh, and and they think it's their spine involved, 
it could be. Um, but most of the time when we are getting people coming in with back pain, neck pain, it's not necessarily the spine is 80% of the problem. Uh, you know, it could be a 60-40, 50-50. But a lot of people will say they have a bad back. Um, but a lot of times it's not something that is, you know, easily relieved by just treating the spine. Mm-hmm. If you look at the whole system, and uh, we can often work on the muscle tissues of the system, the muscle imbalances that you talk about, where that has an indirect effect on the spinal alignment. Or, you know, sometimes we do need to uh, manipulate or adjust the spine and, and then work on it from that way. But again, a lot of people will come in with the predetermined idea that it's their, their spine is bad versus you're really tight in that muscle and it's yanking your spine. Mm-hmm. Chris is absolutely right. I mean, these things are rarely um, monodimensional. What I mean by that is you rarely one specific thing. Like it, you can't have a weak muscle, but those muscles attach to the spine. So there's going to be a spinal component to it. It's not like the engine light just came on and it was one thing that we can diagnose, right. repair, and the car's good to go. don't need to just change your oil. Yeah. No, especially in chronic low back pain or chronic neck pain. These are things that are usually insidious in nature. So they come on over a period of time. And they're usually, if you dig deep enough, they, there's always going to be a bevy of different factors that have, like some of it could be occupational, some of it could be previous injuries, some of it could be postural or weight or general health. There's genetic. so many. Genetic. Oh, by all means. Yeah, you inherit from your parents a certain spinal structure which could predispose you to problems such as that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really monodimensional. And, and a perfect example is when we do an assess, you assessment, you have somebody stand up, move around a few bit, uh, different directions. And people often look at me like, why is he looking at my ankles and my knees when it's my back? And again, it's, uh, it's that uh, kinetic chain as you move up, you know, they could have had an old ACL injury on the right side, which affects their left hip, which now has twisted their pelvis. And once you explain that to patients, they start to, you see light bulbs going off. Well, yeah, my knee has been bothering me. And then I started to shift and I wondered why my hip was going. And again, it, it throws out that alignment. It that um, kind of accentuates all their muscle imbalances, tightnesses. And sometimes you can alleviate a lot of their pain by just showing them a few simple muscle stretches. And they go, wow, what was that? And it's just because that's the way they've been walking and sitting for the last five to 10 years. Interesting, because the, the, the musculoskeletal system is an organ, and yet it, it is per, perhaps the most ignored of all of the organ systems. Mm-hmm. And, and undoubtedly the most important the reason I say that, Brian, is the purpose of the organs and most of the other tissues in the body is to do nothing more than to either build the musculoskeletal system or feed it or to get rid of wastes. Mm-hmm. But the musculoskeletal system is really the primary system where all health kind of evolves from. And if you have a back problem or a chronic back dysfunction or a neck dysfunction, it's going to impact your ability to get around, impact your mobility, and then one way or another, it is going to impact your health over time. And that's why you were mentioning earlier that you're going to look at different parts of the body because the symptoms of the spinal condition or back pain is the back or neck pain, leg, arm, and or shoulder pain, gait or foot problems, uh, balance issues. Maybe some people come to you reporting dizziness. That's quite common. Mobility issues that we're really emphasizing. We want to turn around. Headaches, fatigue, so many things that you're going to really give a good review of. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so important when, when you're doing your initial intake or uh, history with a patient to find out, you know, maybe they do have back pain, but why? Uh, you know, why did it start? Was it a traumatic event? No, you know what? I'm just sitting more. Why are you sitting so much more? Uh, it's my job change. Okay. 
or I was sick for three months and I was in, in bed rest or I was in hospital, all those types of things. And if anybody has been immobilized for days or weeks, they know when they first start getting up and moving around, it's like, whoa, my knees are sore, my back's sore, and you haven't done any trauma to them. Mm-hmm. They just haven't moved, and that's what they're craving is they need that movement. Don't you wish that more people would be proactive and come and see you, even if they're not experiencing any symptoms or pain? Well, it, it, Chris kind of alluded to that in, in, in the discussion with regards to the, the total evaluation process, as, which is part of the assessment. Because so much of this stuff can, if it's caught early enough can be dealt with quite readily. And the whole idea is to keep you as good as we possibly can. You know, the Chinese have a great thing, and I think I mentioned this beforehand. This is traditional old Chinese medicine where you would go to your your doctor on a regular basis and you would continue to pay him as long as you were healthy. It's when you got sick that you stopped paying him because he was no longer doing his job. (laughs) So basically the same principle would apply here. And I think of all the things that we've been conditioned to do, we're conditioned to go to the dentist, we're conditioned to go to for regular you know, healthcare checkups. The most important thing you can do, honest to God, for your health long-term is to go for a musculoskeletal diagnostic checkup mm-hmm. with a good, qualified, corrective physiotherapist or chiropractor because that's the stuff that's ultimately going to keep you in the game long-term. And the multi-benefits of coming to Peak Mobility is that you have this expansive team. So it kind of goes from the spinal review to uh, physiotherapy review uh, to health and well-being and the overall holistic mm-hmm. review of one so that they can get a bunch of takeaways having visited you. Yeah, the closest I usually get my patients to being that sort of preemptive strike on anything bad happening to them is uh, when I'm discharging them from a condition, I just I kind of say to them, you know what to do if it comes back. You've got three days, and if it's not turning around on its own, that's when you need to call me. Mm-hmm. And and it's those patients that I see, you know, year later, two years later, they come in with an urgency, even though it might not be as significant as the initial uh, injury I saw them for, but they're actually taking a proactive re- approach to get in early and get in. And that's what we're encouraging you to do, to be proactive and give them a call at Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. We'll give you the number in a moment, but coming up in just a few minutes, we'll talk about those who are dealing with back pain and or injury uh, due to motor vehicle accidents. That's a significant one on the list here as well. Doug Pooley and Chris Drive are here up to the top of the hour. You can uh, give them a call and uh, drop by and be proactive by calling them at 519-850-7321. Back with more on The Experts. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. Thanks for being a part of our second of three expert shows today. This uh, half hour presented by Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and uh, Pain Center. They're at Southdale at Jolna. You can't miss them. Don't miss them. Find them online. Don't miss them there either at peakmobility.ca. We have Doug Pooley and Chris Strive. I know a passion of yours is sports. You're not only a fan, you're an athlete. Kids are involved in uh, sports. And sorry? <laughs> More of a beer league. Athlete. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it seems every day you watch the highlights of NHL hockey. We're into the playoffs right now. And I hear that term, it was a clean check. Mm-hmm. And when you see those two bodies collide, I'm not certain that can be dubbed a clean <laughs> check. Yeah. And I just wonder what the long-term ramifications are of a player, even at that level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, You know, they grow up taking those types of hits, but when they become men, uh, full grown, um, 
it's bigger, faster, stronger. You know, that that's where they're at. Uh, even from 10 years ago and 20 years prior, the equipment's that much harder. Uh, so it hurts them less to throw that hit. Uh, and you're seeing that in any sport. But, you know, you can some some guys can walk away from it and, you know, there's sucking wind and uh, things are aching and sore. It's not until the next day or if, if they've got immediate pain, then they've done something. Next day, two days later, they've rocked the boat enough that they might have some joint trauma or some muscle damage that's just starting to push through. But long term, it's it's how long they expose themselves to that type of risk and that type of repetitive trauma. But bigger, faster, stronger is keeping you busier. Absolutely, yeah. The uh, the job security is is very strong. Uh, but again, you know, we're that that type of individual. They're a competitive. They'll they'll skate through the wall. They'll run through the wall. Um, so they need to stay as as tip top as they can. So when it comes to muscle imbalances and nutrition and conditioning, they're at the peak of their game. Do more athletes come to you because of a, an episode and they do have the pain or are they also in what we're encouraging on our show today, more preventative? I think the athletic population still, uh, they, they'll skate until they hurt themselves. Yeah. But a lot of pro teams too, they, they have their, that's why they have a, a band of trainers because it's the trainers. And even when you're looking at uh, injury intervention now with the concussions, like if people spotting them because the athlete's not going to be the one raising his hand saying, hey, I'm seeing Tweety Birds over here. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are having to, to go and be intervened and then assessed by the, the healthcare professionals. And if you, speaking of the Tweety Birds, if you missed our earlier show that we talked about the importance of concussion and dealing with that and addressing it and uh, not just putting it off, you can catch an earlier podcast presented by Peak Mobility Rehabilitation. And, and here's that word, pain center. What, as a chiropractor... Are there different levels of pain that you identify? Oh, absolutely. And not just different levels of pain, but every individual experiences pain differently. Mm -hmm. And they've done some interesting studies with electromyographic testing, which has demonstrated that, that people will experience pain at different threshold points and in different areas and with different conditions in different ways as well. Because this connects to our issues today that we're talking about. That's back pain, especially lower back pain and the spine and all the others that you've mentioned here because it's a complete system. But when you look at spinal condition, for example, back or neck pain, leg, arm and or shoulder pain, there's that common denominator. And so when someone comes in experiencing pain, is it best for them to describe it first? Oh, absolutely. Because there's so many different descriptions which will lead us as diagnosticians down different paths in accordance with, for example, if somebody has a burning pain, then that's indicative of one particular type of condition or two or three, but, but it kind of streams us. If somebody has a stiffness, then it's a different, if there's a sharp pain attached to it, or if there's numbness, which is really a variation of still neurological involvement. Or occasional occasional pain, all of these things are different clues. And if you've got good diagnostician at the other end, he or she will be able to read those. And it's all part of ticking the boxes to ultimately come up with the best treatment scenario for that individual. Mm-hmm. Because Doug's shoulder pain is going to be much different than my shoulder pain. And, and it's like that. You can line up 10 shoulder pains and their descriptions will all be different. Uh, they, they could have, even if they had very similar tears or dysfunction, Different uh, different consequences on their life will amplify that pain. Um, you know how they handle things mentally. 
you know, uh, are they a depressed person, an anxious person? That will all amplify or, or slow down the pain signal. It must be very rewarding for you to have someone come into your office for the first time having told you that they now have experienced that pain, or let's use lower back pain as an example, for 10 years, Mm -hmm. never done anything about that. You're here not to necessarily bring the cure Mm -hmm. or the remedy, but you are here to bring some comfort. Well, it's interesting. Chris and I just had a conversation, and he'll share it with you, about a patient of his Mm -hmm. when we were sitting outside. That's interesting, and that kind of sums it up from both of our perspectives. Yeah, and and so... Again, it's uh, someone who had had um, diagnostics done, came in and said, oh, yeah, they've said everything's fine. And when I looked at them, there was multiple levels of herniation and, and, and his subjective history and even his physical assessment all pointed to disc and nerve. And so a lot of my initial assessment was just explaining to him what's going on. He had shut down his life for two years, uh, not knowing what to do because things were normal. Um, and so he was getting all these symptoms. So for my side, and I tell a lot of my clients, I'm here to really educate you and, and tell you what's going on with your body and, and kind of give you a few options as what you can do. Uh, and then, you know, things will start to fall into place once we start treatment with them. But I think the initial assessment or two is really key uh, in developing that understanding with the patient so that, that they have a clear understanding. You get an x-ray done by your doctor and the doctor only has so much time to say, it's good or it's bad. Um, I'll see you in the next appointment. Whereas we're in a very unique position. We can spend, you know, a good 15 to 30 minutes with a patient just explaining their problem. And therefore, because they've gone through this, you're saying years, they take on that sedentary lifestyle. They're now inactive. They're not mobile, which you are such a strong proponent of. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I had a 14-year-old girl in just the other day who had literally taken, I think, about a year and a half out of her life because she had hurt her back. She hurt her back in gymnastics. Anyway, she'd gone the traditional route and then eventually ended up in our office. And she had put on weight and she had decreased her levels of activity and she was being treated for depression, mm-hmm. for heaven's sake. So anyway, we were lucky enough to, it just happened to be the right thing for the right thing. We were lucky enough to get her mobilized, get the area that happened to be involved broken down and fixed properly for her. And we did in a relatively short period of time. And lo and behold, now she's back doing gymnastics and her depression is no longer the issue Mm -hmm. because she's doing the things that she enjoys to do. And just from a long-term standpoint, the likelihood of her continuing to thrive is going to be that much better than it was prior to coming to see us, you know. Maybe we'll have the pleasure down the road to do an entire show just on that, you know, mental health. We know it's right. it's it's so topical right now. And uh, you're saying that the inability to, to move around and the lack of mobility can impact one's mental well-being and therefore depression, uh, the onset of depression happens. Yeah, and, and when you're looking at low back, you know, if your back's really out of whack, you can't do a whole lot. You can't sit, you can't lay comfortably, you can't sleep. So you start to do these social withdrawals. You start to not be able to maybe go to work, uh, you know, financial pressures, can't do social things. And and all that just snowballs. And and I think that's that's been a, a big change even in the last decade. P- people looking at, okay, what what is wrong with the back? Great, it's a disc, it's a muscle, whatever. But what's the other impact? How's it going up the spinal cord into your brain and, and affecting you that way, how you cope? And, and that can really determine the person's outcome uh, long term. Uh, because, you know, like I said, you can have two backs with the same, same injuries. Uh, but, hey, this person has this type of support and this type of 
uh, situation with their job or whatever it is, and, and they totally have a, a different experience when they come in. Coming up next, let's talk about how each of you can help out someone who has experienced an occupational injury and what is the process. That's coming up next on AM 980's Experts, presented by Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Centre. They're at Southdale Road East at Jolna, and you can give them a call at 519-850-7321. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. With Brian Uthall and Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Centre, the experts uh, today, and we're focusing on, on the spine, spine health. We're focusing in on lower back pain especially, but all of the other, the ramifications of it. Occupational injury in terms of lower back pain is very significant. And in fact, the most frequent cause of activity limitation in those under the age of 45 If someone has experienced a problem on the job, they should best call you, set up an appointment and a time. But how does that process work with PEAK? Well, it depends upon whether it's a a work-related injury or an injury that that has happened. I I don't know whether they were working in the garden or whatever, but the process is essentially the same. They'll phone the clinic. And then the the, uh, the reception will try to determine where they would, should best be streamed, whether it be physiotherapy or chiropractic or massage. But in all likely, it'll be chiro or physiotherapy. Simply from a diagnostic perspective, that's where they should start off anyway. Mm-hmm. And then once they get into stream, then it's a matter of evaluating. It's like peeling back layers of an onion. What you're going to do is you're going to look at why the injury occurred. Was it traumatic? Was it developmental? What were some predisposing factors that may have created an environment where the injury was allowed to occur because you want to know that future for not just that patient, but other workers within the environment. You want to determine exactly from that individual standpoint what their general health structure is, what their health status is, other factors in their body, whether it be obesity or smoking or different other things that may have contributed to the weakness that may have predisposed them to the injury. And then ultimately what you want to do is you want to wrap all these things together, put a bow on it and create a treatment protocol that's going to be directly directed to that particular individual's needs. And not to diss the doctors or the physicians out there, but I'm sensing that at Peak Mobility, you have more time and take the time to do that thorough analysis. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's lots of great docs yes. out there. There's no doubt about that. But I think that with the hallmark of why we've been so successful at Peak is because of the fact that from the get-go, our sole motivator was to spend the time to find out what the problem is and then to deal with it effectively. That's why we have so many component parts of Peak, whether it be acupuncture or chiropractic or massage therapy or, or upper limb stuff we've got. Mm-hmm. We've got so many different subspecialties that are wrapped into our clinic that allow us a broader menu from which to choose the appropriate therapy. The the family doctors that I speak with, their appreciation is the fact they can send them to us. We can do the diagnostics from the the physical assessment side, make recommendations, and then they'll follow up with that. Um, Because, you know, shoulder pain, back pain, they just, they don't have the physical time to go through all the assessment uh, techniques that we use. And if that pain, no matter what it may be and where it may stem from, uh, is as the result of a motor vehicle accident, it must be music to your ears to say, thank you for helping me. I feel better, but I'm going to now make it a regular habit of Mm -hmm. seeing you. Because five years out, we don't know. 
Right. And for any injury, uh, simple ACL repair, I can tell three years later if they've rehabbed their knee properly because of the quad size. So it's it's one of those things where if, if we can instill in patients the value of, of lifelong physical activity, uh, it's great for job security, but it, it also, you know, it just makes our job easier. I would much rather treat someone who is healthy and active uh, because it's much easier to pinpoint the problems and say to them, here's what the issue is. They know how their body moves. They know differences in muscle versus joint pain, muscle versus joint damage. And so it, you know, on my side, it's like, hey, I've got a, a great student here uh, and I can just tell them, hey, just tweak this a little bit and, and you'll only need to see me two or three times instead of two or three or four weeks. And they'll be like my new neighbors out there at 79, 80, 81 with absolutely beautiful gardens because they're out there and they got the hoe and they got the shovel and they're doing their best and uh, they're active because they've looked after themselves. Right. Life and health is like reading a GPS. Really, it is. I mean, you point in where you want to go ultimately at the end of the day. But the GPS will kind of help to guide you in those directions. And that's essentially what Chris is talking about from a preventative standpoint is to come in. And, and we, I mean, not everybody has to go to the chiropractor all of the time. That's not my point. But I believe everybody should go to a chiro and to a physiotherapist for an evaluation periodically during the course of their lives. That mm-hmm. just makes sense. It, regardless of who's doing it, it just makes sense. I, I often joke with my patients when I ask them, have they seen anybody in the past? Oh, yeah. Okay, what did they have you doing? Oh, they showed me. Oh, okay. Well, those were good things. So do you still do those? And they, they just know right away. They get the guilt of, no, I stopped doing those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good. At least you know what to do. So let's just, I'm going to kind of show you again a few different things you can do and get you right back on track. And again, they have a great appreciation for that because it is you know, the GPS analogy, you're going to have less roadblocks uh, as you go through life. If if you can start off with that that kind of big physical, here's what my life's going to be like and how I want to take control of it and not be a subject to disability. It's an interesting thing. You know, there was a study that proved that more people spend, or people spend more time reading the paper than they do planning their lives. Mm-hmm. And we do not plan healthcare. We have been conditioned to react to healthcare. So that, in other words, we, we're not preventative at all. And that's why healthcare has become such an overburdening expense to the public generally is because of the fact there's nothing out there strategically to keep us healthy. Mm-hmm. I, I played in a men's uh, basketball league, over 30 league, and uh, three of the eight guys got injured in the first month. Because guess what? They put on the shoes and they started running up and down the court and they hadn't done it in six months or maybe six years. But it's, that's the risk. And thankfully, I sponsored the league, so it was, it was a good investment. But, you know, that's the reality. Uh, that age group, uh, you know, they're not 18 anymore. They're not 22. Um, and that's the reality is, you know, a simple walking program, walk-run program, even for a few days prior to them starting that would have made a huge difference. If we've motivated one person to do just that, then that's what makes this show so great. Back with more in our final minutes with Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Centre with Doug Pooley and Chris Stribe on AM980. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. Be sure and find Peak Mobility online, too, at peakmobility.ca. There's a lot of great information there. And if that doesn't motivate you to make the call and to be a regular visitor, nothing will. In the remaining minutes that we have vis-a-vis spine or lower back pain, you brought in a, a wonderful article from the Arthritis Foundation, okay? They're hands-on, upfront, and totally into this. 14 types of arthritis alone affect the back. 
we talked beforehand, it's not a monodimensional problem because every patient is going to come in with his or her own story. Mm-hmm. And his or her own story, as I mentioned beforehand, could, it will be a combination of life experiences, genetic predispositions, educational components, intellectual faculties. There's all sorts of different things which can all have a bearing in one form or another on back pain, the development thereof, or the severity thereof. And depending on the individual, Doug, this may be uh, a situation where, depending on the person, uh, chiropractic care or physiotherapy would trump surgery. Well, and and the surgeons, of course, will be the first to tell you that nowadays, too, that if you can do the less invasive route, and that's what I think that the beauty of what we bring together at PEAK is that combination of a basic physiotherapeutic approach as well as a basic chiropractic approach. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. So in doing so, yes. And, you know, plus the fact that we have the connections through the surgeons Mm -hmm. to be able to hopefully, if somebody goes beyond our ability to help them out, then we can, we're certainly aware and we're certainly more than willing to put their health priorities first. Just connect physiotherapy and arthritis. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the majority of the issues we see uh, have some type of arthritic component to them, either early stage or late stage. Uh, we work with Dr. Leaf in St. Thomas. She's a rheumatologist there, and uh, often her patients are coming to us, hopefully in the earlier stages when she's first diagnosed um, and not in the later stages of, of the disease. But it can range so much, uh, you know, early OA is, oh, I'm a little bit stiff versus, you know, a, a very significant flared rheumatoid arthritis that's been a 30-year history with deformity. So you have to, as a clinician, you have to be prepared for a lot of diversity, uh, not just with individual peoples and personalities, but just the conditions that you're going to see. I want to, my friend, give you the final word on what mobility means and encourage listeners to get more active. If I could sum it up, I would sum it up in one word, freedom. Because without it, you are chained. With it, you are free. And too many are chained. Oh my gosh, and more so all the time as the stats demonstrate. And look at these statistics, exactly. What a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for your insight, for your expertise, and the great motivation and the passion in what you do each and every day. And I would encourage you to experience that passion by dropping by. Find out what it's all about. See the immense team in a beautiful state-of-the-art facility that is Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Centre there at 395 Southdale Road East at Jalna. Give them a call in advance too at 519-850-7321. Coming up next, we have Joe Malik from London Eco Metal Manufacturing on The Experts.